I listen to the Black Guy You Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Tuesday. The official weapon of the show is... The phone chill. The unofficial sport. Bullet ball. At Bullet Ball Extreme. And you can find this show wherever you get shows. Search the Black Guy Who Tips. We'll come up. And we we'll, we appreciate y'all leaving us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We like it so much, we read that on our feedback show. We do. Also, in the show notes, that's how you leave feedback. Comments on our YouTube. Votes on the polls. Comments on our website. Uh, there's so many ways to just let us know what you think about what we said throughout the week. And we love to give feedback to your feedback um all right any um any banner stuff before we start Mm-mm. i don't have any either i'm not gonna lie uh so i guess we should just go ahead and get started on the show i'll just play some or maybe we go to a segment let's just go to a segment off the gate let's start with uh some uh lgbtq news let me see what you want to be you better move your body you better move your feet and i want to grow show me what's cool riding karen baby lgbtq news i try to take us down but we still around we lit i try to still shine but we on the ride we lit we lit Here we go. It's a roller coaster ride. A lot of downs, not a lot of ups. We're gonna cover the news that affects LGBTQ people and everybody else, really. Um, and uh, yeah, prepare yourselves. Ohio yanks restrictions on trans health care for adults. Uh, Ohio's the health department is backpedaling after outrage from medical professionals and activists. Um, as part of their ongoing partisan battle over transgender health care, activists can claim a significant victory. The state's health department is backpedaling on proposed restrictions for transgender adults. The draconian ban on gender-affirming care for trans youth will still remain, uh, essentially using the idea of like, oh, if you're not uh, an 18-year-old, you're not going to be able to get any gender-affirming care, right, any these- hormonal treatments. Um yeah. I just have to stress for those not in the know, um, one, it's almost, I mean, not even almost, it's always with the consent of legal guardians, parents. So yes. somebody over 18 right. is in there somewhere and the, the, you know, they, they use the youth and then they expand to just everybody in the group. And it's a trick bag. They always do. They, they use it for the bathroom bands. <laughs> they use it for sports. They, and people fall for it too. Every single time. What happens is everyone thinks I'm not in that group. And so when they, this is how um, Black History got banned in uh, Florida. They started with, hey, we just don't want all this gay shit in, in our schools. And there are black people who are conservative leaning or, you know, conservative leaning when it's not about black people. And they're like, yeah, I, I don't want it, that gay shit. I don't like seeing two dudes kissing mm-hmm. and all this shit. And so, okay, so they, they ban that. And then the next thing they go is like, well, now that we ban that, also, you shouldn't be teaching black history. Right. And then it's like, whoa, what the fuck? It's like, we already got the authority. We already voted on it. Mm-hmm. You didn't do shit to stop us mm-hmm. when it wasn't you. Right. So now no one's going to stop it when it is you. Agreed. Agreed. Didn't, like I say, the thing is, 
like I said, it starts with children, then they go to the adults, and the adults are like, bitch, we're 18, like, the, why the fuck are you even over here? And that's because the thing is, and they won't stop. They actually, quote, unquote, failed this time. But just like Roe v. Wade, they waited 50 years, child. This is a group of people that are willing. They have patience. They will wait. They generation after generation, they die. They pass this hatred along to the next people, and they just pick up the torch and keep it and carry on. It's, you know, it's not like the other side, the second the wind blows or somebody don't like something or, you know, my feelings is hurt. Everybody want to, you know, throw, you know, throw their shovels down and run away and don't want to do none of the work. Yeah, so Mike DeWine, the governor, who's a Republican, he vetoed legislation that banned gender-affirming care for trans minors and trans women and girls from participating in scholastic sports. But then the state Senate overrode that veto, making the law, making it law. The override made Ohio the 23rd state to ban gender-affirming care for trans minors and the 24th to ban sports participation for trans people. Dewan also announced that the Ohio Department of Health and the Ohio Department of Health and Addiction Services would on Friday file draft rules that would prevent fly-by-night providers from providing gender-affirming care, including medication to adults, with no counseling and no basic standard of assured quality of care. Yeah, they try to make it seem like, yes, because the quality of care, we just care so much, but they don't Mm -hmm. want anyone to get any of these treatments ever, and they're just hiding behind like, oh, it's because they're... They're so unprofessional, these doctors, and we don't know what kind of quality they're getting. Mm-mm. No, these are people. They're professionals just like everybody else. They've been trained. They went to school. They're not crazy. They're not lunatics. They're just doing their jobs by providing people the care and the coverage that they need based off whatever their needs are. Like, I am a professional. This is what I do. And... You know, I I should be able to have the right to offer these services and these people need to come to me because if this was an issue, you know, you need to prove where, where are the complaints, where well, are the filings, like y'all right. just talking. Well, not just that, but where are the trans people who are like, my experience was harrowing. Um, these medical providers are not safe because that community will be raising the issue from inside. Yes. It wouldn't be conservative Republicans who just happen to not believe that trans people have any rights going, we're championing your safety. They're not. We know they're not. It's just another loophole. Um, one of the, so then they had 6,800 emails sent in about the proposal uh, because activists and people mm-hmm. were like raising, you know, awareness one of the items was a recommendation that hospitals and clinics not administer care to transgender people of any age without a treatment plan created by a team of specialists, including a medical ethicist. Uh, not many medical ethicists exist in the state, and large hospitals and healthcare systems generally employ them. Smaller clinics do not usually have them on staff. Most trans people seek care through smaller clinics. So it's basically it becomes a ban on the care without becoming a ban on the care. It's the same thing they did with abortion providers uh by being like oh you can't you got to be this many miles away from this thing and you need a certain type of uh care facility involved in order to even do it And it's like well no one has that except major hospitals well i guess no one can get an abortion in our state and of course you go to the so you have to go all the way up to like your supreme court of your state and stuff to get that stuff overturned well, wasting precious time and 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 resources. Okay, what is the ethicist? What what does that a pres- medical ethicist? What that um, person do? Because I've never heard of that doctor. A medical ethicist is a doctor or medical professional who specializes in research and moral, legal, and ethical issues mm. that arise in healthcare. 
Um, I worry about shit like this because a lot of times we add moralizing to medical stuff, but what are, who decides what the morals are? Correct. So um, this happens a lot when you talk about abortion. They'll be like, you need to have counseling and this, that, and the other. And they bring in essentially someone that's either like religious or religious leaning ideas to talk you out of it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you could do adoption. Hey, you know, you're killing a baby, you know, as far as a lot of people are concerned, you know, you just need to feel guilty and bad about this. And a lot of uh, states actually have that in law as part of the process mm-hmm. to get an abortion is you got to go through this fucking like thing process. and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a person like a, a like a someone coming in and talking to you and sometimes it's just they literally play like a video like uh, you know hoping to basically break you make you leave and and not get the procedure because they hit you with the whatever guilt uh to make you not do it but um so yeah i would even question the idea of them wanting to involve people like this in this process because what are they gonna say right you know because if they come in there on some like hey you know I don't, it's all in your head. You're not really trans. Uh, you know, you know, you can never undo this. Are you sure? You know, that kind of mm-hmm. shit. And then hope that you won't get the care. Right. But honestly, by the time someone's going to a doctor getting, they uh, thought it's, about it's, this. it's not, it's not one operation. It's not one thing. So by the time somebody is getting a treatment plan with medical professionals, they have thought about it. Yes, a lot. More you know, than you have. The same thing with the parents bringing their children there that are like teenage age and stuff. They they know their kid. They thought about it. It's not just your kid wakes up on Monday and then you go, all right, well, get all the surgeries and everything you want on Tuesday. Nothing to think about here. That's not how that works. But, um, you know, we, a lot and of they pe- know it. They don't care. A lot of people are ignorant and convinced that that's what must be happening because they haven't thought about it. Uh, let's see. A transgender org gets $300,000 from settlement in a lawsuit against South Dakota. Good. Um, South Dakota issued an apology letter and a payment of $300,000 to a transgender advocacy group, the Transformation Project, under the terms of a settlement reached last week. Last year, the group sued Governor Christy Nome and the head of uh, the State Department of Health alleging discrimination after South Dakota ended its contract with the organization in December 2022. Uh, the contract with South Dakota provided $136,000 in federal funds for the group to hire a community health worker, Jack Fonder, to serve the LGBTQ plus community. After the Nome administration announced it had canceled the contract, right-wing media outlet The Daily Signal claimed she did so after his journalists questioned her about the contract. So she got... This is one so of the somebody things. questioned her and then she backed down or some shit. This is well see so this is the thing with a lot of conservatives. It's so cowardly um and craven. She probably either didn't know or did not care about this topic. Right. Right? I, agreed. A right wing place calls her and goes, Hey, you know you giving some money in the budget to a transgender or a LGBTQ plus uh uh helping uh uh project and why are you doing that she immediately cowardly cancels the contract right not not releasing a statement not because she campaigned about this but mostly because she's just scared because all these motherfuckers are scared over there yeah, that's why are. donald trump is running their, their goddamn parties because they're the fear they have yes the uh that is a party that runs off of fear and so of course she did some craving shit like this not looking into what was legal whatever um so Nome's chief of communication, Iron Fury, told the outlet, South Dakota does not support this organization's efforts and the state government should not be participating in them. 
Um, so then, of course, um, she d- goes out. She she has attacks on the rights of transgender youth and all this stuff. That all becomes evidence uh, when it comes to you know a, tr- a discrimination trial. Mm-hmm. So as part of the settlement, because of course they settled, they were going to lose. Uh, they agreed to pay the project three hundred thousand dollars, basically twice what the fuck they had said over twice, right? Yep. Um, the bigotry costs. South Dakota Department of Health Secretary Melissa Maxstadt also wrote an apology letter. Uh, on behalf of the state of South Dakota, I apologize that the Transformation Project's contract was terminated and for treating the Transformation Project differently than other organizations awarded community health worker contracts. I want to emphasize that all South Dakotans are entitled to equal treatment under the law, regardless of their race, color, national origin, religion, disability, age, or sex. South Dakota is committed to ensuring that no person is excluded from participation in, denied the benefits of, or subject to discrimination under any program, activity, or service that it provides. So they go on two more paragraphs, but your actions uh, for, and I, I know this person may not have nothing to do with that shit, but the actions of your representative at the top and the fact that enough people went along with it to cancel the Say contract, that says the real truth. And y'all doing now because y'all knew y'all were going to lose that motherfucking lawsuit. Yes, and you didn't want to take it to court. Right, because you were uh, uh, legally binding. Mm-hmm. This was something that we agreed upon for a certain period of time, and you just be like null and void, and people go, hey, if you do this, we have stipulations in this contract that says we broke something. Like some, We would have to do something wrong on our part in order for you to be valid, other than you got a phone call. Yep. Uh, Boosie addresses LGBTQ plus criticism, accuses community of bullying. Uh, he, so here's the thing. He says extremely homophobic and, uh, uh transphobic shit all the time. Mm-hmm. He's still somehow black America sweetheart in many cases. People fuck with him. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's cause I'm, I didn't really get into his music and I don't I, follow his Instagram. I, so right. for me, it doesn't it don't resonate the same. and I don't feel like he's a representative for me as a black man, the way many dudes do. But um, I just see him as mostly an ignorant motherfucker and just stay away. But um, he says this shit, people clap back, and then, of course, he becomes the victim that he claims they are, right? Y'all bullies, bruh. I guess I'm the only one to speak up for straight people, so I'm gay. Anybody who speak up for straight people, y'all say is gay. That shit is crazy. Now, he's also said shit that was like homophobic and weirdly homoerotic on some thou doth protest too much shit. So maybe that's why people call him gay. I also think I'm not a person that calls everybody who doesn't like gay people gay because I feel like that, that cuts two ways in one way. Now you're using gay derogatorily to like insult them because you know, it'll insult Mm -hmm. them Two. Um, it makes it seem like straight people don't hate gay people and the only people that hate gay people are other gay people who are in the closet. And we know that's not fucking true. Mm -mm. Like people passing laws and and doing all this shit. uh, Many of them are just straight people who hate gay people. It's not that complicated. There are some exceptions. There are some jokes that are funny and stuff. I'm not trying to tell people like, you know, don't call Mike Pence gay. That's not like he might like there's reason to think that dude might be closet, but there's also like humor I get in being like this motherfucker seeing his outward appearance is so fucking closeted gay for him to be passing all these laws and hating gay people. So I do get it, but just with Boosie, I I think, you know, 
he they people can hide behind like y'all the real vic, vic bullies and i'm the victim here and it's such bullshit i agree and it's just very frustrating because every time i hear him like I said, i'm not into his music and anything like that but every time i hear him it's always something negative like it is a collection of people over the years i know nothing about their music or their performance or anything like that or any art that they do i just know them off of the terrible things that they say and he is one of the people on that list yep um yeah he's like a now fucking with black people certain people are always 100 he's like always 100 for lgbtq news yes he is speaking of always being 100 jk rowling rages at the press for calling a trans woman a woman man she really don't have no problems anymore she got all that harry potter money and she's like i only want to concentrate on one thing for the rest of my life uh <laughs> being mad at trans people right i have nothing else to do apparently um yeah uh so yeah this is she's i guess there was a trans person who killed a cat and then put the animal in a blender and was jailed for life because they murdered a man four months later right so she highlights this article jk rowling quote tweets it and says i'm so sick of this shit this is not a woman these are hashtag not our crimes what what is that That's stupid yeah so you know i why that was such a distinction for her i'm not sure like what that would prove like oh okay well okay it's a man crime now <laughs> like this person committed a crime they committed a crime they need to be held accountable whoever they are right um but yeah it's just i don't know why she needed to make that distinction but okay Donald Trump appointed the anti-IVF judge, the judge that is against in vitro fertilization. But now he claims that he supports it. And this is my thing about the Republicans in general, because multiple of them are doing this like, I'm not with that. Um, uh, What's my girl running for president? Um, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Mm -hmm. Nikki Haley saying she's not with it. We don't believe you. And it's like, but y'all support the judges. Y'all mm-hmm. bring up the ones that do. Y'all just want these crazy right wing religious kook judges. You don't give a fuck what their track record is with the law. Mm-mm. You just think power is 100% what everything's about. Same thing with the Supreme Court. Power, power, power. If we have power, it doesn't matter if it makes sense. It doesn't matter if it's precedent or not precedent. We just get what we want. You can't do both and be like, but also I think they went too far. And what you gonna do about it? Nothing. You gonna just sign the next one up? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just um. Yeah, I, I don't believe any of them. Yeah, it's just bullshit, right? Because you know they use IVF and all this stuff too. Uh, you know, a lot of people do just across the board, and so it's one of those things to where I don't feel sorry for you because this is the shit that you want. Because no matter how quote unquote extreme you are, there are people that's even more extreme that y'all, like you said, you're putting these more extremist people in power and the more extremist people is running your party. So they're going to go to the extreme that's irrational, illogical, just, just extreme, 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 just taking us back to 1825 and not giving a fuck. And you can't look me in my face after you put these people in positions, you know, been going along with it and be like, no, not that. Yes, bitch, all of it. You signed up for all of it. You didn't sign up for pieces, a part of it. You signed up for all of it. Well, it's not just that, but Donald Trump has 
appointed people pointed out in 2019 he appointed sarah a sarah e pitlick uh to the federal court of the eastern district of missouri She's argued that fertility treatments, including IVF and surrogacy, have grave effects on society, including diminished respect for motherhood and the unique mother-child bond, exploiting of wo- exploitation of women, commodification of gestation and of children themselves, and weakening of appropriate social mores against eugenic abortion. So t- t- he has literally appointed someone, but he doesn't have to live in the world of facts. He just gets to say whatever the fuck he wants to say. Yes. Uh, police consider murder charges as next Benedict's family pursues independent investigation. So next Benedict, uh, was a non-binary teen who I believe there was video of, um, a fight in the bathroom, I believe. Yeah. It was, uh, an attack in the school bathroom. Um, and next died. Um, but the police put out a, statement like the next day saying like oh next's death was not a result of trauma um now they're walking it back because the family has pledged to conduct an independent investigation into the teen's death Mm -hmm. and so i guess they're like fuck it's not gonna be a nothing to see here everybody turn the other way Mm -mm. situation right and a lot of times they do it particularly to black and brown and others and to poor white people they do it to people who they don't think have the means to actually fight and take that shit to trial and and be like all right hold on we'll get somebody legally we have the right to form our own autopsy like we would raise the funds they're like oh shit if they do that they're gonna find out the quote-unquote truth you know because the you know a lot of the the laws now uh with a lot of police officers they hold the truth you you have to go through people request tape you have to go through people to request this you like like they put up all these things on purpose to delay 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 the process but when you run up on the right one slash the wrong one they be like oh bitch we're gonna do it they be like oh right you're running the back because you lied uh police spokesperson lieutenant nick boatman told the investigative news site popular information that the medical examiner never specifically said that benedict did not die from something as a result of that fight in fact it will take weeks until the medical examiner can determine an official cause of death pending the toxicology report from the state's bureau of investigation uh, the report's findings could take weeks to determine Nevertheless, large sections of the OPD statements were copied verbatim from a February 20th statement released by the public schools. Um, The aforementioned publication noted the police statement sought to confirm facts previously stated by the school that were later versed through police interviews with school officials. Uh, Boatman acknowledged that the OPD statement kind of came across as us being a voice piece for the school. So the school, of course, would like no responsibility i'm sure of course and of course it is in the school's quote-unquote best interest to be like oh yeah man um they, de- they, they want- definitely didn't die because of this 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 what y'all hearing about this attack in the bathroom not they, on our grounds they don't want the responsibility because people was like hey my child was on your ground and they died you are accountable right so i i bet you that's a big part of it uh boatman also said murder charges are still on the table so yeah this they walked it all back because shit was fitting to get real and because this was also an extremely uh volatile and um uh there was a lot of eyes on this story people were watching yeah so that's one of the reasons that it turned into that because um everybody was was 
like talking about this story. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that's where the extra pressure came in to be like, oh shit, we got to do it right. Um, all right, uh, let's do two more. Right wing haters freak out over Disney's new X Men cartoon featuring a non binary hero. Are you talking about X Men ninety seven? X Men ninety seven, yeah. What chab? You don't get out of here. It will feature a non binary hero in its regular cast of superpower char- characters. Conservatives. Uh, are not happy about that. In the latest issue of Empire Magazine, showrunner Bo DeMeo uh, revealed that Morph, a shape-shifting mutant introduced in the original st- series, would identify as non-binary in X-Men 97, the new show. Uh, DeMeo said would feature a lighter take on the character who is non-binary and has an interesting buddy relationship with Wolverine. Morph being non-binary makes sense in terms of like powers too, because mm. Morph can turn into anybody. Um, ah, okay. Any gender, any like body type and stuff. So, yeah. and these people complaining, a lot of them go, "You don't. Why are you over here? You don't read comics. You don't. And the only time you come out is when you find something or somebody says something." Yeah. It's like you don't and the people that actually read comments is like, do you really read them or do you see you you see what you want to see? Because all a lot of this shit has been in comics for fucking decades and everybody acts shocked and surprised every time the shit comes up. Also, like, how much do you just lack a fundamental understanding of the X-Men? Because the X-Men is all about like gender queerness. It's all about racial uh discrimination it's it's it is woke before there was a word for woke that Mm -hmm. is all x-men has ever been is look at these outsiders being ostracized even though they are unique and human and have uh powers and 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 abilities that that can contribute to society and they're trying to do the right thing and yet a society that fears and hates them you know Mm -hmm. Uh, and and then there's so many cases and so many types of people of different marginalized groups can relate to it, whether you be like, whether it is LGBTQ people, whether it is black and brown people, whether it's Jewish people, where, like women, there's so many people that can relate to these stories. Mm-hmm. And it always is weird when the right wing or the toxic fan base doesn't even understand what they watched like they don't you don't even know what to what did you think that that any of this meant um when you were when you were a kid it's all allegories for something right and then some of the arguments they have and you go well if you go back and you understand these characters the person that you quote unquote are rooting for will be complete opposite of the bullshit that you're doing in real life Mm -hmm. so it was like you don't you you just read it with with your with your white colored glasses on and just ignored every fucking thing else around it like the other storylines other plots and interactions and shit like that didn't matter us you know captain america beating up on nazis and shit that shit didn't matter but y'all are fucking real nazis talking about you know what captain america stood for it's like oh word right it's so fucking weird yes it is (laughs) it doesn't (laughs) make sense like you don't feel stupid when you see anyway uh all right last story um a dad was making a tiktok about seeing a trans woman um with his uh, and his son was in the car and it kind of went a little bit viral we all know that there's people that are disgusted whenever they see a trans person and we all know of the people who don't care if they see a trans person but apparently we're a third type of person 
Or at least I am. I can't speak for him. I am too. See, we just kind of had our first uh, experience with the trans woman. See, she walked in behind us, and I opened the door for her just as I would anybody. But and I didn't think twice about who she was. Then I noticed, wait a second, that's a trans woman. When I tell you how happy it made me, getting emotional now to be able to see somebody be out and open to the world here in small town Texas you just gotta know how much bravery that takes right Mikey hell yeah I wanted to say something to her but then I realized I'd probably look weird you know smiling at a stranger but if you're a trans woman and you came here to the landmark truck stop in Clyde, Texas, just know we're proud of you. Oh. Right, Mikey? Yep. <laughs> it baby said, hell yeah! That's hilarious. <laughs> the sun is back to flavor flavor in this shit. <laughs> yes, hype man! Um, nah, that was cute, man. I think there's obviously complicated issues about all that stuff, you know, um, I mostly appreciate that he said he didn't like make a big deal out of it and stuff because I think people be minding their business and whether you find them inspiring or not, their life is their life and they're living it for themselves, not for you know inspiration porn for you. Um, but also like this is that thing where there'll be people like, why is he saying? Why are you virtual signaling this? Why are you? Why you, you gotta, it don't matter what you think or whatever. But honestly, I think it's important that people like this say something positive because people that say negative shit say it all the time. And I know they can't stop, won't stop. Them motherfuckers is like was, on it all goddamn day. That was my first time seeing that video. And I know I was like, where's this going? Yes, I you was know what I mean? Because normally you see a white dude with a beard and and he's straight and he. I saw a trans woman today. I'm like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> and then what? You know what I mean? So like, I, I, I mean, it's a very privileged point of view and all that stuff. And I know it's patronizing and stuff. I mean, this, you know. But if I'm being fair, I feel the same way about like when white people do some shit or notice some shit and I'm like, it's good that they said it, you know, mm-hmm. it's why I don't get mad about, uh, even the ones I don't really like mess with their work like that, but I don't get mad about like these white people that talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, mm-hmm. or try to, uh, you know, talk to some, the white people that won't listen to black people and be like, this is why the fuck this shit is important. Like right. Jane Elliott or something. I don't get oh. mad at them because honestly you really need, like we need people to be vocally open about like nah man and maybe one person to learn but if one person learns that's good honest to fucking god it's i agree because the the other thing is you just be quiet you don't say shit and you don't acknowledge it and people get on their internet and share every fucking thing Mm -hmm. so you just choose not to acknowledge like that whole vibe and yeah so uh i definitely understand and uh you know, I think it's cute, you know, especially with his son in there, too, because, uh, you know, one, you get to learn. I think it's so important to learn, like, uh, especially for, like, straight dads, straight sons to straight dads or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so important 
what that behavior their modeling looks like because there's a lot of kids that their parents feel uncomfortable with stuff they're anti-lgbtq whatever the kid might be lgbtq and you just don't know it yet right but now they got a whole lifetime of i I can't say shit around my dad i already know how he is or they just model that behavior and they think that's what a man is because your father is in a lot of cases the first example of a man you're ever going to see and so if you learn that homophobia and transphobia is part of being a man uh, you will adopt that and it will become your mantra as well um, as opposed to you got a dad that teared up a bit at the idea of being in a small Texas town and somebody living their truth um, knowing what the fuck that means in America so yeah I, I thought it was cool it was cool it was very cute and just so adorable and it's you know it's also you know one of those things but I do agree with you uh uh Black people, we're not a monolith. We all have our opinions. We all feel different ways about race and racism. We're all trying to navigate a lot of this shit the best way we know how. Mm-hmm. But we can't have it all the ways. We can't be like, I'm not your mule. We can't be like, don't bother me. We can't be like, uh, 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 when it comes to race and racism like and shit like that. But then when white people step up and actually be like, hey, I'm not hurting. I'm not harming I'm going over here to circles and going in the rooms that you probably wouldn't, couldn't be in and talk to some of these white people and, you know, try to explain. We turn around and get mad. Well, then we can't be like, uh, I don't want to do the job. Don't bother me. But then get mad when somebody else, you might not like their ways. You might not like their tactics. You might not like them. But if you want things to change white people as a totality, as white people TM, something got to change on their side. And at some period of time, they got to do the work. It's something yeah, that we I, can't do. I hear what you said. I think uh, I know you're relating it back to this issue. But yeah, I was saying it as just as an analogy and a comparison, but not like yeah. I definitely understand and relate to that. But I'm just saying for mm-hmm. specifically this, right? I can feel some of that in here where I might, you know, there may be, you know, especially if someone is trans, that may be like, I don't want to hear this shit. I don't need to hear this shit um it's patronizing my life ain't for you You know i totally get that as a black person and can see how that may come across but the thing i felt even as a black person is people need to hear that shit right you know so it it, everything's not gonna everybody's not on level 201 some motherfuckers is that basic and they need to hear that basic ass shit you know what i mean so anyway shout out to him um Mm -hmm. and his son and yes you know, I'm sure the motherfuckers are in his comments. Oh, um, you know they line it up. Yeah. Um, but uh, Khaki pants emojis and everything. Yep. <laughs> What's the khaki pants emoji? What that mean? Oh, you remember when they was when they was uh, doing, they had their khaki pants and torches down there when they were. Oh, <laughs> tiki, the tiki torches and uh, khaki pants. Yes. Replace us. Okay. All them emojis. Charlottesville. Yes. All them emojis is, is all up and down. Oh, I just didn't know line. if they had a new, if that's the new thing. But... I don't know. It probably is a khaki pants emoji. That's okay. why. <laughs> so you just, I, I didn't know. You made it up. But yes, I did. I didn't know if you had made it up because like that was their new way of fucking with us. <laughs> like, oh, we put the khaki pants on their ass. They gonna know. <laughs> yeah. You don't play that around. Not my X-Men khaki pants, khaki pants. You know? <laughs> I can see them doing that bullshit. I don't know if they got khaki pants emojis, but bitch, they probably found it. All right, let's go to the next uh, segment. 
third of young voters say they wouldn't want to be friends with someone who voted for a different presidential candidate, according to a poll. Once again, we don't know the accuracy of the poll, but right. still, um, I don't find this to be surprising at all. If not, a little low. Mm-hmm. Third, I feel like if you living in 2024, uh, I mean... Uh, the third seems it just seemed low <laughs> maybe it's just because i be online i don't know but is it's uh the, the way that these motherfucking candidates are set up it's, it's uh i can't see me kicking it with somebody that really is adamantly for uh trump i just can't bitch chad me either I, and, I, and we're so polarized now honestly if you said some third party nigga i probably don't fuck with you too come on i don't got time for that why you bullshitting in my head yes yeah. what are we talking about here so yeah that makes sense to me uh but yeah third of respondents in a recent poll said they can't even be friends with rival party supporters yeah and i and this is a, such a white point of view to point this out like it's news is because i feel like for the most part black people been living this life right like we've been on some like like it ain't really been sweet for us in america for us to have the liberty of of like hey man they just they just vote a different way like we that means something to us because it's like yeah your party's always on the side against my life not just some of my views but like the things that would affect how i live and the the my ability to vote they don't even like that so like it's hard for me to just look at you and be like well yeah i guess trump got some good ideas or hey you know what george w bush ain't all bad like it's hard for me to look at you that way because i'm thinking to myself like that motherfucker is okay with me not being able to vote agreed and for me i you know like you say it's one of those things where me being black and me being down south i've always kind of felt that way you know, you get to talking crazy. I will float my ass away and I'll go on somewhere else. Like, I'm not going to debate you. I'm not going to argue with you. My time is precious. My words are precious. You know, if I was to sit down and have a conversation with you, it had to be somebody that I truly cared about. You know, but because for the average person, it's not worth your time and or effort and raise your blood pressure. Why? Why? You've already made your decision. You're grown. You're an adult. Why are we talking about some shit? You're not going to change your mind. I'm not going to change mine. Yeah, um, 7% of those polled said that they ended friendships over the vitriolic race between Trump and Hillary Clinton. Those friendships ended the poll found as 70% of respondents said the presidential campaign brought out the worst in people. Yeah, I I know I lost friends around that time where I was like, I can't do this. Mm -mm. Like, y'all fuck with Trump. I can't fuck with you at all. And I don't want to be friends. And it's not funny. And it's not a joke. I haven't gone back to those friendships and been like, man, you know what happened? Like, I know what happened. And you was on some fuck shit. And I can't not, I can't unsee it, you know? Right. Like, yeah, I can't unsee it, can't undo it. And, uh, you know, and it's one of those things where, like they said, the presidential election and, and combination with COVID, truth be told, have, it caused a lot of people, in my opinion, to lose their minds. A lot of people have, they went down these rabbit holes. They went down to the conspiracy theory holes. You had, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter and shit like this putting out all this fake shit. And a lot of people fell for that shit. And a lot of people have been impacted by it and will be impacted by that shit for the rest of their lives. So at some period of time, people have got to make decisions on how important is this relationship based off of 
uh, do I really want to deal with you or is this, you know, uh, 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 am I going to have to get rid of you? Your type of scenario. And for some people it's extreme and for some people it quote unquote might not be as extreme, but at the same time, it's one of those things where it's a difficult decision to make, particularly if it's somebody you was close with, you kicked it with, grew up with or something, you got to look at them differently now. You're looking at them through a different set of lens, different set of eyes where you're going, oh, you crazy, crazy. I can't fuck with that. And it happens on both sides, quote unquote. You know, people that are, that are, that are extreme Republicans look at Democrats that they're crazy. People that are Democrats look at them like they're crazy. It was not very difficult for me. Me either. So, but for some people it was yeah I didn't agonize at all like for me personally I was like oh okay you on this shit it's not gonna get better Mm-mm. you know I, and I like I remember I had a, a dude that me and Justin know we played ball with and seemed like a cool dude white dude you know um, uh, smoke weed like like laid back dude always trying to hook us up when we come to his job and shit but um I remember his stories on Facebook one time he had, or maybe a post on Facebook or something. He had this thing about Trump and it was like very like, like praising him a lot. Like, you know, this is a president and this is, we need to respect that and da 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 And I love that he's coming here to give a speech and all this shit. And I just screenshot and sent it to Justin. I was like, what the fuck happened with him? And he's like, yo, I don't know. And like, I, hit him up about it like yo what what is this because we trump had been in office for a couple years at this point so to me it's like you already really really know what he's about Mm -hmm. there's no excuse of like i just want to give him a chance it's been a couple years you gave him a chance are you on this fuck shit like mister i hate you got all these black friends and all this shit you're fucking with this and uh he ended up taking the post down and being like oh man you know i didn't mean that but I have not talked to that motherfucker since because that shit was whack. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You let me know what the fuck you on, dog. I'm not allowing you in my space for this bullshit. Right. And also, I I don't want to say if it's a privilege thing, but it's one of those things where my proximity to whiteness is different than a lot of people. That's why I said a lot of people had had that thing. No, you- this wasn't about me saying what you were saying was wrong okay i was saying for me personally it was so it was easy yes that you you're right people have agonized over it. this is not a contest of like no karen they didn't agonize no i didn't agonize but many people did i you know i also grew up where i didn't really have a lot of i have any real like, white friends me either um so it was like me this is my default mode of being like i guess all my friends are pretty much black and brown and that typically defaults to most of them are going to at least be not Republican. Like I can't <laughs> right. say that they're all Democrats. I can't say that they all are, you know, on the same shit I am, but I don't know any of these niggas walk around with Trump shit. Mm-mm. Couldn't not in my house. Jam master J uh, trial ended. Two men were found guilty of his murder in 2002. I remember when that happened. Boy, that's 2002. Yes. I remember when that happened. I was, uh, when they announced it, I was going to work. I worked like an early shift at uh, Shoney's when I was uh, used to work at Shoney's. And I was like, open it up. And I was going down. Every time I hit that, I was like, I was one of them things. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. What has happened? It was like fucking breaking ass news. Yeah, he was only 37 at the time. Um, and so, yeah, the, the people, Carl Jordan, 40, and Tenard Washington, 59. 
So this would have been 22 years ago. So this 40-year-old would have been 18. Wow. And I guess the 59-year-old would have been like 37. So that's still old enough to know better. But, um, yeah, they... I think they said it was over like some drug shit. Um, they said Jay, who was born Jason Mizell, was playing a Madden football video game on his couch in his second floor studio in Merrick Boulevard in Hollis. A 38 caliber pistol on his armrest on October 30th, 2002, when a gunman shot him in the head. The five other people in the studio kept quiet about what they saw for years out of fear. Federal prosecutor said until taking the stand over the course of roughly three weeks of testimony in Brooklyn federal court. Um, yeah, that's that's so wild. Um, if that, you know, I mean, I guess they were found guilty, so I guess that must be what the jury thought happened. But wow, just the idea of five witnesses pe- being there and being like, well, shit, I ain't saying nothing. And then that lasting until 2024, basically. Wow. Mm-hmm, because fear is something else, you know, and you live in these neighborhoods, you're around these people, and I try to be funny. You're like, who the fuck gonna protect me if I start talking? Nobody. Like, I start talking, I might die, so no thank you. I'm gonna shut the fuck up and act like I didn't see shit. Right. Um, so yeah, that's that's just wow. It said Mazel's friend, Uriel Tony Rick Rinkin. Uh, told the Daily News in 2007 he was inches away but never saw the killer's face. He broke years of silence to name Jordan, nicknamed Lil D as the shooter, and to say Washington was standing guard over the studio door. Um, so that that's, seems like you knew that the whole time and just never said anything until now. Um, and Lydia High, Mazel's business manager, testified she saw Mazel's face turn from a smile to a look of horrified, shocked as a killer embraced him, then shot him point blank in the head. Uh, Washington said the point he, uh, he pointed a gun at her and ordered her to the ground during the t- chaos. She didn't name Jordan during her testimony, but she described how the shooter had a neck tattoo similar to Jordan's. Um, it's definitely a long time coming. Justice delayed, justice denied, said Mizell's cousin Carlos uh, Thompson, who attended the trial daily. The only regret that is my Aunt Connie, Jason's mother, his brother Marvin, and his sister Bonita didn't live to see this day. Yeah, that's a long period of time. Thompson said the family had suspected from early on that Jordan, Mizell's godson, was the killer. So, damn, that was his godson? Oh, my Ooh, God. Uh, he said he was disappointed that it took so long for witnesses to come forward, though he understood the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fear is understandable, yes. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Jordan and Washington's defense attorneys placed the blame on a third suspect, Jay Bryant, who confessed to his uncle that he shot Mizell and whose hat was found in the studio with his DNA on it. They argued Bryant was the real killer and that the witnesses' accounts were corrupted by time and fading memory, arguing they altered their recollections to fit a narrative pushed by federal investigators. I don't know, man. I forgot it was you that shot my friend in my in, in my presence in I, my face like i i misremembered how that happened that, that's a lot uh prosecutor said brian they indicted him last may and say he participated in the killing by opening the rear door to the studio building for jordan and washington his case was severed from the others last year though and he won't see trial until january 2026 uh Bryant's hat and confession to his uncle in 2003 amounted to probable cause. Defense lawyers argued, but the jury didn't agree. Um, so, wow. Um, I guess, I mean, I guess props to them for continuing to pursue the case. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, special prosecutors deny Jesse Smollett's deal claim. So I guess, according to TMZ, special prosecutor Dan Webb, who convicted Jesse for lying about the hate crime hoax, rejected Jesse's plea to the Illinois Supreme Court, saying Jesse's claim of having an agreement to avoid prosecution doesn't make sense. But Jesse asserts that he had an agreement with the Cook County State's Attorney Office, which included committing to community service, forfeiting his bond, and expecting the charges to be dropped. However, Webb dismissed Smollett's imaginary agreement, stating it doesn't protect him from future charges. He also refused Jesse's double jeopardy claim, clarifying that the legal term doesn't apply in this case. Ooh, yeah, child. I mean, it's hard to get, trust Jesse Smollett's word. You don't get out of here? No, no. Like, they're going, yeah. Somebody check. Do we have any records of this? Nobody has records? No, no, get out of here. Yeah, it's hard to take him at face value. I'm going to need to see, like, more. Right. We'll see in court. I just, You know, everything with him, I'll see you in court. <laughs> everything. Because I don't trust anything you got to say. Mm-mm. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, oh, I think I put this in the wrong section. Okay. Um... Uh, Wendy's is exploring bringing Uber price, Uber style pricing to its fast food restaurants. I seen an article about this. You did, girl. Yes, <laughs> I did, child. <laughs> and child, I love me some Dave, but Wendy's can kiss my ass. Because if you do this, you know what you need to do? Pay the employees more. So when I go, all of a sudden, my, you know, shit, you can't buy a fucking combo fund at 10, 12 bucks now. So what I go, I'm going to be fucking $25 because it's in the middle of lunch rush. You don't kiss my ass. Uh, as early as 2025. So that means next year um, at the earliest. Yeah, put. I mean, because it makes me mad. It's like, okay, y'all gonna do this, but all, y'all gonna offer health care? Y'all gonna offer coverage? Are y'all gonna pay your employees more? Y'all just raising this shit just to raise the shit because you did breakfast, and a lot of people don't do the goddamn breakfast. See, and it makes me mad because, like, why are you doing this? This shit's gonna flop. It's gonna fail. You're gonna make people mad and make people upset. Well, if they're gonna have surge pricing, now they're gonna also have pricing when people aren't buying shit. Like, no one eats Wendy's breakfast. So can I get that for like half off? Because, I mean, obviously no one's clocking in at 10 a.m. to get that Wendy's breakfast. So what's up? Right. Um, also, maybe they should go with purge pricing. And that's where one day out the year you can do any crime in the Wendy's and you don't get charged. Think about it. Um, and are you making me think about that? And oh, I'm, so you were into the purge pricing? No, okay. no, no. I'm, I'm not into purge pricing. Also, my thing is this. You're also putting your employees in danger. Be- and the reason why I say this is because people are already crazy about their fucking regular ass prices. Could you imagine somebody walking in there with the surge prices when they first start? Oh, yeah, and acting they don't know. a motherfucking fool. They ring that shit up. And they, particularly people who know how much shit costs, they go, okay, I buy this combo all the time. And now you're telling me my, you know, $12 combo is not $15.99. I'm actually, what the fuck are you talking about? Surcharge? Bitch, what's a surcharge? It's well, going to be a problem. It's just surge pricing, but. I just pick that means every time I see a line at Wendy's, I know not to go there. Nope. Because, like, the food going to cost more because more people want it. You can only go to Wendy's when you're the only one in line. Um, as early as 2025, we plan to test a number of features such as AI-enabled menu changes and suggestive selling based on factors such as weather that we think will provide great value and improve customer and crew experience. It also involves dynamic pricing. First of all, AI everything is just automated, and they they 
say AI. They make it sound like the artificial intelligence is truly creating something new when it's just going to be like, uh, here are all the combos of menu items to make a burger. And then it's going to flip them around and make random shit and be like, uh, would you like a frosty burger? You take frosty and put it on the burger and you eat it like a sandwich. <laughs> it's like with the artificial intelligence, you don't have taste buds. So right. you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Nope. It shit going to malfunction. I get like it's going to be a mess. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how this plays out, and not just find it's going to be interesting to see if they even implement it because mm-hmm. you so many people are getting so quote unquote pre mad mm-hmm. that I could see them turn around and backing out of it because two things are going to happen: they're going to try, and everybody else is going to watch to see if this shit works. If it's successful, every other fast food place is going to do this bullshit too, and if it's not. The joke's gonna be on Wendy's. Well, also, you know. Also, I feel like opening my third eye conspiracy. Oh, okay. This is great advertising for your current prices. Wendy's just let us know a year out, price of the brick will be going up. Mm-hmm. So if you enjoy a spicy chicken sandwich, add pickles, get it now. Before we implement Because this. next year during surge pricing, who knows how much it's going to be. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I could see them going, well, we know people are going to come and our sales are going to, quote, unquote, temporarily go up. I guess to compensate and make a difference for them going down. Well, even if they, well, you you made me think of this when you said they may never even implement it. Right, because people would be mad. But what would they be mad about? That the prices will go up. Yes. They are no longer mad at your already currently higher than they ever been prices. Right. So you're like, hey, now $18 for a chicken sandwich don't sound so crazy. Do it. And it's like, yeah, because you was going to charge $30 for that chicken sandwich next year. And I'll be damned if I pay that much. Here's my $18 gladly, Dave. Right. It's genius. Uh, yeah. The more, more I think about it, yeah, I can see Yeah, I can see this being a tactic that, they, that they're using. Like I say, I, it, it, it doesn't make sense because your food cost is the same. Your labor cost is the same. What mm-hmm. is the purpose of this? Mm-hmm. Like, you can do this in other industries, and that's a little different. But with food, like, no. Mm-hmm. Wow. Them crackers is tricky, baby. Well played, crackers. <laughs> well played. Yeah, you're going to see a boost in sales literally all across your Wendy's by people going, well, let me get this shit for y'all. Hike these prices up. And then it comes around, you only hike your prices up. They're investing $20 million to roll out digital menu boards to all U.S. companies, operate, U.S. company operated restaurants by the end of 2025. So they'll. So I guess it's all part of them. I guess up in the tech, mm-hmm. just up the tech. Then, are mm-hmm. uh, you know what? Uh, even more conspiracy. I bet you them doing this and the up in sales is to pay for the tech they're getting ready to buy. Uh, well, they, they. I mean, they're gonna buy. The, if they're gonna have the tech by the end of twenty twenty five, then that means that it'll be from the money they're making now, right? Yes, and you just and we just talked about how they're gonna have a spike. I was like, yeah. Oh, the spike. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, the, the, the spike in sales is to compensate or offset 
all this new tech. It's like you want to buy, put, just tell the truth. You want to buy new tech for all your stores and you don't want to come out of pocket with it or you don't want to buy it at a loss or charge your friends. So you do this bullshit to pull it off so that people will, will pay more and go buy double or triple because they like, well, let me go ahead and do it now before you quote unquote raise the prices. You turn around, you don't raise the prices, but then you either got all the most or more of your money back for the, for investing in this AI cuz I think that they want this shit anyway mm-hmm. and they don't want to come out of pocket and have it uh, uh, affect their budgets. I think you got a good point. Uh you know how much laundry detergent you need to be using for your uh laundry loads, Karen? I don't know. I I we uh, we used a little uh pre pre-done pre-done Well, thing. according to Noah to Raj Punjabi and Noah Mickelson, co-host of HuffPost Am I doing it wrong, podcast? Apparently, you only need to be using like two teaspoons. Who? Your clothes must stink. What is this? That's what they uh, they said. Using too much laundry detergent. It's like using too much soap when you cook. Uh, too much salt when you're cooking. Okay, what's the purpose of using less? Like The dirt and germs come off the clothes and go into the water. Richardson, the author of the best-selling Laundry Love, explained. They get trapped in the surfactant compounds and the detergent that lift dirt and stains from the clothes. And then when the rinse comes, the surfactant goes down the drain. If you use too much detergent, it can't rinse out. So the surfactant actually resettles back in your clothes and all of the dirt resettles back into your clothes with it. So more detergent means your clothes are actually dirty. And he says, that's why you shouldn't use detergent pods. I don't like pods because I don't like you can't control the amount. You don't need a pods worth of detergent to do a load of laundry. Boy, have you met black people? I throw two pods in that bitch. I don't give a fuck. Okay, <laughs> does that does the water water ratio matter too either? What do you mean the water ratio matter? Because you know they got the small low, middle low, light low. Does that matter too? I mean, I would assume so, but I mean, I don't know how it would necessarily change anything that they said. Like it's still you're using too much at all levels, according to him. A pod is too much for all loads of clothes. It should be like a tablespoon or some shit. Okay, according to him. I don't like pods. You can't throw them out. Da da da. He also said they don't like the um, laundry sheets. They don't like that. We use balls. Yeah, we use uh, the uh, laundry ball thing. Although I did get some uh, laundry sheets I haven't used yet um, that are supposed to be more like sustainable for the environment and shit. Uh, but yeah, so. He, that, that's the news, guys. Just okay. you don't need that much laundry detergent. I guess why people news that I, wow. what, what is this? Wow. Okay, didn't think it would be a white. I thought everybody washed their clothes, but everybody uh, does wash their clothes. But you talk about use less detergent. They say you only need a couple tablespoons for your clothes to come out clean. That's what they said. Okay, two tablespoons of lot of detergent for a load. Uh, so a bottle of laundry detergent might last you a year. Because you only need a couple tablespoons. We saving people money. Oh, man. I'm scared to try it. <laughs> right? I was like, is this something I should try just to see? But, child, I'll be pissed if my clothes don't be clean. They could be right. I feel like my blackness won't let me experiment with this because I feel like 
the track record on leg washing and some other things came back not in y'all favor. Y'all don't use uh, washcloths when y'all take showers and shit. I don't right. know that. I, yeah, I was uh, like, how do you get in the crack of your ass? What is happening here? Uh, I want to be better than this, but I can't. I'm, I guess I'll never know. I'll never know. My clothes felt fine to me. <laughs> yeah, just no one's fine. No ever told me my clothes smell like the dirt resettled in them, so Mm-mm. I don't know, guys. Like I said, if I do, I might try a load. That's it. Yeah. All right. Let's do some. Uh, let's do a little bit of fucking with black people. Um, here we go. Fucking uh, with black people. Fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. Uh, Clarence Thomas has hired a law clerk who faced controversy in 2017 for allegedly sending some racist texts. Um, so apparently he is named Crystal Clanton as judicial clerk for the 2024-25 term. Um, so in the middle of the, in the middle of their term. I think he, I, I think the term is for the Supreme court. So she'll be working for this year under him okay so i whatever a term is i don't know if okay it, yeah it ends in the middle of the year or what okay so when you say 2024 2025 i was like okay so it goes into next year so they're in the middle of it I'm, okay i guess i don't know if they're in the middle or not i don't know if he's doing this saying okay, okay. i have no right. idea okay I'm with you. yeah 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 because people's fiscal year is different yes i get you she is hiring uh he's hiring her uh, more than five years after the New Yorker in 2017 obtained and published screenshots of text messages allegedly sent by Clinton and uh, who was a former Turning Point USA staffer to another staffer. I hate black people. Cat, all caps. Uh, like fuck them all. I hate blacks. End of story. She wrote according to the New Yorker. Uh, when the messages resurfaced, she told the New Yorker she had no recollection of the text. She stepped down from her position at Turning Point USA in the wake of scrutiny over the messages. Months later, in 2018, she was hired by Thomas's wife, Virginia Thomas, to assist her with right-wing media projects. Virginia Thomas spent multiple years as a special correspondent for the Daily Caller and was serving on Turning Point USA's advisory board at the time of Clinton's hiring. She eventually went to law school and clerked for Judge Corey Mays with the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Alabama before being hired upon her gen- graduation to clerk for Judge William H. Pryor Jr. Nope. So it sounded like her career went just fine, even despite whatever, you know, I'm sure people were crying about cancel culture and shit, but I mean, she's clerking for a Supreme Court justice, so she seems like it worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Zero to 100. Oh, uh, this gets a Jakaris. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you can't remember. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, years later, you know, you got this other job like shit didn't happen. You stepped down for a reason because the shit was true. Right. Like, you know, you didn't step down just because, you know, mm-hmm. and white people being white people, it don't matter what you do. They're going to look out for each other. And you're going you're gonna to find job. You're going to get work. You know, and Clarence Thomas looked out for you, and you said you hate black people, and he ain't got no problem with that. He's like, I agree. Right. Uh, I give it your cars as well. I think Clarence Thomas is a permanent your cars. Yes, sir. And of course he would. Of course he would. I got two more days left in uh, the countdown. Everybody, just think about it. All right. Uh, black Lives Matter co-founder slams Taylor Swift fans as racist, and Travis Kelsey. Led- oh. 
Oh, my oh. mic cut out. Oh, okay. okay. That was weird. That was weird, too. You heard that, too? Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, so Black Lives Matter co-founder slams Taylor Swift fans as racist, and Travis Kelsey led Chiefs winning the Super Bowl as right-wing white supremacist conspiracy. What? Child, them white women just want what they Lululemons and, and uh, uh, love on a white queen. They ain't paying us no attention. What now, are you talking about? This is a tricky title. Because it says Black Lives Matter co-founder, but in the first line of the fucking article, it makes a little more sense. Because Black Lives Matter does this weird, weird leaderless organization bullshit. And then that means everybody can be Black Lives Matter if they want to. I don't know if it's still that way, but it was that way. Right. Well, the co-founder is of the Black Lives Matter Los Angeles chapter, which means nothing. Nothing at It means all. nothing. There's like a Black Lives Matter New York nigga that's a straight up Republican. It's mm-hmm. just some motherfucker like this is what happens when you know i guess they found out the hard way like oh so this is why al sharpton has the national action network and it's, a, it's an actual organized it's, it's a structure and all this shit because you can't just put your hand up and be like i'm the leader now right that doesn't work for anything right it, and it actually has a chain of commands and shit like this right so um at any at any rate uh, her name is Melina Abdullah, 51, a professor of Pan-African Studies at Cal State Los Angeles. She took to Twitter to say, why do I feel like it's slightly racist to be a Taylor Swift fan? I said feel, not think. She continued when, when another user asked her to elaborate. Kind of like that feeling I get when there are too many American flags. Hours later, after the Chiefs were declared the winners, she said, why do I feel like this was some right-wing white supremacist conspiracy boo? Maybe she's joking. I don't know. I don't know her. It's hard to tell jokes on Twitter, you know. They don't have no sarcastic font. I'm surprised you're watching the Super Bowl. I mean, what about Kaepernick? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What about him? Uh, As her post drummed up attention from other users, this is the way it always goes. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe the first thing she said was kind of tongue-in-cheek. I don't know. But you got this thing in your title. Uh, Now, of course, Taylor Swift, fans, Taylor white supremacists you've drummed up enough anger from a lot of people yes you have and so now these motherfuckers are gonna show up and start acting up folks think they're attacking me by asking me why i think everything is racist i'm not offended virtually everything is racist in response to one commentator the advocate clarified and i also and i've also decided to work with all my might in a community of committed people to upend racism and oppression on uh, February 23rd, she returned to social media to post a voice message sent by a man who blasted her as a joke and ignorant and what's wrong with this country. How dare you throw out the racist ideas you throw out on a daily basis. Shout out the man who identified himself as Ethan George from Texas before proclaiming that he wished she would die. If this is what a tweet about Taylor Swift fans being slightly racist brings, I'll edit myself. Y'all are full-fledged, violent, white delusionists. Here's my problem with that. That person is probably not a Taylor Swift fan. Mm-mm. Like that, that's not why, but, but this, this is one of the issues with all this commentary on social media It's such noise because it becomes whatever you want it to be. I've seen people do this where they're like, uh, the Taylor Swift fans are the problem. It's like, y'all say horrific shit about Taylor Swift, right? Fucked up stuff about her body, her talent, Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Stuff that you get mad about when people breathe wrong about Beyonce. Correct. And y'all do turn to the hive and be attacking them and till till someone has to tell y'all to calm the fuck down. 
or the next person fucks up. Taylor Swift, regardless of how you feel about her, does have a broad fan base of people that like her and support her. Agreed. Period. And yes, some of them get offended when y'all say shit like whatever y'all say. Mm -hmm. That being said, a motherfucker telling a Black Lives Matter person to die because of racism, probably nothing to do with Taylor Swift. And this is one of the issues is that I think people that there's a lot of people that hate Taylor Swift because they don't know shit about Taylor Swift. Agreed. So they so they have these assumptions, and it's it's just because of how she looks and how and the country we live in. There's a bunch of assumptions. I'm like, oh, so she's like a conservative, racist, sweetheart, country, cut southern, blah blah blah. And then if you ever look anything into her life and her beliefs and the, the her music and shit, it's none of that. But it doesn't really matter because you judge the book by its cover, right? Um, but the people that are this guy calling you is probably just a motherfucking racist. Like it's probably probably couldn't name a Taylor Swift song because they don't because those racist motherfuckers don't like her either, right? Those conservative white people hate her now. They don't like. They feel like they feel betrayed. She, she betrayed them mm-hmm. when the only thing that happened was she grew up and her dad wasn't her manager no more. Once she, she became her own, own woman, choices. she was like, because her dad, I'm sure, because it was in the documentary or whatever, but I'm sure her dad was like, I'm helping her by telling her to stay out of politics. And she saw what people were assuming she believed and represented. And she said, I don't want to be seen that way. So I'm going to, against your wishes, start talking about the parties and the issues I support. And uh, he was mad, but she did it anyway because she's a grown ass woman now. Um, so yeah it's just it's just interesting to see i I see actually a lot of kinship and taylor and beyonce in that way because Mm -hmm. once matthew stopped controlling beyonce's career all of a sudden all this black power came out it did and i'm sure that as his daughter and as her manager he was thinking for years like can't you just do the girl power shit the white girls love it the black girls love it everyone fucking buys it uh just say you're a survivor say you know uh bills 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 like just these are the jams that 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 are universal and she said ah no i want to talk about negro noses and afros Mm -hmm. and shit you know (laughs) like i want to do that uh anyway um so yeah she uh she she's she uh stirred up the the hive i guess uh karen zero to a hundred this is one just gonna get one of them two scores okay yeah, the more I think about it, it's two scores. It gets a uh, a Jakarish just for the simple fact that uh, somebody who's not really associated with Black Lives Matter claim Black Lives Matter, so they think Black Lives Matter. Some people still think Black Lives Matter represent all the Negroes, and mm. it does not. And so it's very frustrating when you see that. So it gets a Jakarish for the fact that this person's out here, quote unquote, misrepresenting, and people are falling for a hook, line, and sinker. And you're attacking the group to actually, not trying to find it, don't give a fuck. They just loving on their white queen out here doing their best thing, wearing their Lululemon pants and living their best white women lives, not paying no it's, attention. It's also that thing, and I, I see this all the time, it's that thing where you insult somebody and then be like, I can't believe they took that as an insult. Right. And it's like, and it's always from the most sensitive motherfuckers who absolutely take everything as an insult. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, what all I said was uh, blah blah blah, and you're like you said an insulting thing. That that that's it. 
basically you just said basically if you like taylor swift you're racist and then when people go i'm not racist and she doesn't make racist music you're like oh wow really triggered much and like well nigga you are the dictionary version of triggered all the time you can't have it both ways but i also think this is hyper online shit like y- yes she's online a lot it seems like she go back and forth with these motherfuckers and uh yeah so because she got swatted in 2020 meaning uh someone called and said you know like there's an emergency at her house so that's a hyper online thing and it's a thing that will put you on edge at all times but it's also like and this is the part people don't understand and this is what i had to grow to learn there's part of you that contributes to it and so like you go in say bombastic shit that's gonna stir people up on social media and yeah you get to go through the cycle of like look at their overreaction to what i said that's insane but also at this point it's predictable overreaction and when you tweet shit like that, you know you're courting the overreaction. When are you going to stop and consider, why do I want that overreaction? It's part of it, you know? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No scores. problem. Yes, it's, it's part of the learning process and learning curve that a lot of people won't get there because a lot of people say a lot of bombastic shit, but nobody's paying that shit mm-hmm. no attention and it never trends. So they don't understand that's a part of the process. Everybody participates in it. It's just for the fact that you out there playing rough. Somebody, it's always somebody willing to play rougher than you are. You got a line. Other people don't have a line at all, or their line is at a different spot, you know. And so shit like that happens once you get to the point that you mess with the right one slash wrong one. You know, it's sad, but it's the truth. And that's why I said it gets 100 for that. And the not trying funny, the other part gets a zero because not trying funny. I because this happened online, I actually don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, you somebody who's hyper online, paying. You know, it's it's like okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Black Twitter and I saw zero of this, and it looks like it's been happening since the Super Bowl. So I, I would not have known for this if not for this article. So yeah, I feel you on giving it a zero. Uh, I think I'll give it a. I think I'll give it twenty five. Yeah. Like, I'm not really fucked with, but at the same time, like, uh, you know, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. We'll do another one. Um, Birmingham, Alabama's mayor says black athletes should leave if the state passes a D- anti-DEI law. Alabama, a state with a long history of anti-black racism and black resistance, may become the latest Republican-controlled state to ban or restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Um, and so the mayor of Birmingham said, look, man, um, if they do this, I uh, tweeted to the state of Alabama, why would you make it illegal for institutions of higher learning to promote diversity and inclusion among its faculty and staff? Why would you block fair representation and opportunities for all people to the leadership, athletic directors and coaches at the University of Alabama, Auburn University and the University of Alabama at Birmingham? Do you support this prohibition of diversity and inclusion? Um, and he said to the parents of minority athletes who are helping their children decide if they want to play sports at those institutions, would you be cool with your child playing a school where diversity among staff is actively being discouraged? Although I'm the biggest Bama fan, I have no problem organizing black parents and athletes to attend other institutions outside of the state where diversity and inclusion are prioritized. If supporting inclusion becomes illegal in this state, hell, you might as well stand in front of the school door like Governor Wallace. Man, it's Black History Month. Y'all could have at least waited until March 1st. (laughs) Facts. 
you know what? Zero. I'm not fucking <laughs> at all. I think that man stood on business. Yes. I support him. I support it because it's one of those things where people don't be paying this bullshit no attention. And these are large universities who go after niggas. Like, they like, bring your black ass here. You know, it's a recruiting ground. Like, it's football country. And so, if a lot of these recruits start going to some of these other schools... It's going to matter. It's going to matter a lot. That man made some great points, and I, I'm he, on his side. He zero. was like, look, I'm alumni, but fuck them. Yeah, did you say your score? Oh, same zero. Okay. And right. I agree, because it's one of the things where, like, this is real. It's yeah. like, hey, dog, like, look at what they're saying to y'all, and the universities are going to abide by it because they're in the state. All right, here's the last one. Even the sneaker thing. I was on social media last night. Very interesting. As you see black support eroding from Joe Biden, this is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. And Trump understands culture like no politician I've ever seen. Question for you on that point, though. Will the people that are excited about the sneakers and excited about Donald Trump, will that translate into them going out and voting for Donald Trump? Anybody willing to put 400 bucks down for a pair of sneakers? Yeah, I think that's commitment and love. It's something. It's something. It's a fact. All right. Conservative Pee Wee Herman uh, is making a point here uh, about black people buying those gaudy Trump sneakers uh, that cost $400 and I think there's also a $200 option Um, here's my thing though I've never seen a man that looked more like he don't understand sneaker culture than that dude Mm -hmm. like like, when they panned out I didn't see any drip on his feet like that man is definitely getting his pay less loafers and walking up to Fox News. Yeah, this nigga was at SneakerCon. They fucking booed him. Then niggas like, Trump was at SneakerCon. Yes, Trump was at SneakerCon revealing that shit and now you was booed. It was like, right. nigga, we here for shoes. What? what the fuck are you doing here? The second thing is, we found Tommy Lauren. That's what yeah. she been at. Yeah, she been missing in action. She Chad. on the big weekend show of, of Fox News. Yeah, she used to be the hot thing. Ain't nobody heard from her lately. Damn, she fell off. Yes, had a mighty white had fallen. But uh, yeah, I also love saying inner city for blacks inner city. For, the, for the naysayers inner city is such great dog whistle whoever came up with that that master said the nougas that, like you don't sir you don't know anything about no inner cities Mm-mm. you don't you haven't even watched the wire what are you talking about oh uh, the inner city they love trump shoes <laughs> fuck out of here oh zero to a hundred oh this gets a <laughs> jacar just up a stupidity like this shit mm. is stupid I give it a, I give it a fifty because it's funny. It's so funny to me. It's, it's uh, if they'll go buy four hundred dollars shoes, they're gonna vote for Trump. <laughs> like, yeah, if, but then I hope gonna... y'all continue to believe dumb shit like that. <laughs> like, this is a daily. Like, you know what? I I agree with him. People that will spend four hundred dollars on them Trump shoes will go vote for Trump. I agree with that. Yeah, I just don't think. Many of them will be black people. Mm-mm. It won't be us. Like I can't. You, you you might find a needle in the haystack, but most of a child, you better not walk around no no black folks in no Trump zone. Also, black conservatives can't even pull them shoes off. Like no. y'all gonna see Ben Carson stomping around in them uh <laughs> in them impeachment fives. Like you not <laughs> finna see that. 
You're not going to see that. Why are you even pretending like that's going to happen? <laughs> Stumping in them insurrection sixes. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Why are you even pretending that that, like, who who's going to, Terrence K. Williams can't pull that off. No, Republicans don't have style or drip. Kanye got his own shoes and, run, and wants to run for his president himself. So you can't, yeah, it's just ridiculous at this point. All right. You know, we've had a good time. We have. Um, Let's move into one other thing. Uh, I'll let you pick. White people news or guest stories? What do you want to do to end it? Mm, let's do some white people news. White people news. We'll bring it. Excelling to the barbecue. We might be problematic. Or a little bit dim. That sounds really harsh. On a fragile piece. White Miracle Hot Springs in Sequoia National Forest closed down following deaths. Oh, shit. Why was they dying? Uh, they didn't say the reason they died. They just said one person was found dead February 17th in one of the Miracle Hot Springs tubs. Another person was also found dead in the same area October 17th, 2022. Investigations are underway in the two incidents. Ain't the hot springs like that where it's like naturally hot from the ground? Mm-hmm. 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 Sandy Flat Campground near Miracle Hot Springs will remain open to the public. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if something happened in the, in the the water got too hot. I don't know. They didn't say right? how the people died. But I guess we'll find out. Uh, let's see what else we have. Um, Tom Cruise, 61, splits from Russian socialite Elsina Kyarova, 36, just days after meeting her kids. Kids must have had bad vibes. He must have. Must have. <laughs> Kids don't like Tom Cruise. What the fuck mm-hmm. wrong with him? I, I don't get it. Is they mad because he old enough to be their granddaddy? That's right. not fair. That's not fair. Right. He was like, I was in Top Gun. What's that? Um, Which one? You know, they, they right. know Top Gun now. They know Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. The old one? You, you was in the original one? Yeah. Thomas said they've cooled off the romance but wanted to remain friends because they live in the same apartment block in London. They, to end things on a bad note would have been awkward if they bumped into each other in the lift. Uh, so I guess uh, it's it's an amicable split. I feel like the contract just ended, you know, just like, all right, we did our time uh, back to life. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's Tom Cruise. We all know Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And that's the Russian uh, paramour, you know. And they all of them they got a type. It's like cut, copy, paste. They met last December during a party at Mayfair where they were seen canoodling. Mm, not canoodling. Canoodling. Mm, love a good canoodle, you know. Uh, so yeah, she's they they. I guess it's over with. You know, good luck to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was. She gonna catch another one. Yeah, she was previously married to another dude named Dimitri, um, who uh, they put in the article too. 43 who claims that their acrimonious three-year divorce battle cost him an astonishing 150 million pounds a ch- child she ain't worried about nothing to nobody yeah so it sounds like she had money with from this dude's divorce anyway mm-hmm. um she's gonna be canoodling with somebody else right here's her at a christmas party why does that dude got the black santa that's that's a fly outfit in the background right the black one yes yeah. he's also seemed to be checking out that ass I'll see his... You're looking at something? Yeah. I'm not looking at the camera. 
But uh, yeah, so good luck to them. Um, we love to see Tom Cruise moving on. Maybe he'll find somebody a little age appropriate next time. Who knows? Hey, any stranger things will happen. Okay, yes, they have. Uh, Kelly Rowland walks off of the Today Show over dressing room issue. Oh snap! Yeah, um, she was supposed to do Today with Hoda and Jenna. Um, but there was an unexpected change of plan. She dropped out at the 11th hour because allegedly her dressing room wasn't up to her liking. Uh, so they had to scurry to find a replacement. Uh, Kelly and her team were not happy. They did not like the dressing room, so they decided to pull her off the show, leaving uh, Cotby without a guest host for the 10 a.m. hour. The whole ordeal left some confused because um, she is loved at today. Uh, it made no sense. A source added, Page Six reported that there was a dramatic game of musical dressing rooms with Roland and her team requesting a green room in another location because she didn't like the one she was in. But the room was occupied at the time by J-Lo, who was at the studio to promote her upcoming projects. Apparently, the dressing rooms of the Today set are known to be some of the smallest in the industry. A source told the outlet, they're not nice. It's the oldest building. There are major space limitations. It's not glamorous. It's not fresh flowers and candles and gourmet food. It's basically a white box. Uh, it, was, it was said that today producers offered the former Destiny's Child several other options. Uh, they didn't want that. The show basically offered them as much as possible, but they weren't happy with it. So they walked and they left. Yeah, yeah, not kind of funny. Somebody like her going, no, you don't meet my standards. I don't have to do this. And they got Rita Ora to uh, fill in for her when she didn't come through. Now, I will say, uh, Kathy and Jenna did side with Kelly Rowland whenever they went back on the air and was like, she was, it was our fault, not hers, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and also, it's part of. <laughs> A lot of these shows, y'all make too much money. Like, like they say, it's known that y'all got these small ass rooms. Like, y'all don't upgrade them. Y'all don't do anything to kind of accommodate all these years. Y'all, y'all can't do anything to have more than just one grand room. It's not like they only have one room. Well, it's not like they only had one room. Uh, just all the rooms are probably booked already. Right. And but but it's also one of those things where you know somebody like that they have standards they have like stuff they tell you that they want in advance and shit like this and people go why they do that to see if y'all gonna follow directions if you don't follow directions on the small shit you're not gonna do do you're not gonna follow directions on the large shit a lot of times well i looked up a um uh another article it says watch the today interview that caused kelly Rowland to walk off the set because savannah guthrie was being too aggressive so maybe this was all a cover story of the dressing room thing and it really was about this interview mm I don't know. So it might be um, more to it. Yeah, it says uh, there's an interview with Savannah Guthrie and Kelly Rowland. Um, on the Thursday, February 15th episode of The Morning Show, the former Destiny Child singer was talking with Guthrie about her steamy role in Tyler Perry's new movie, Mea Copa. Right, what she's promoting. Yeah, things seemed to be going swimmingly until Guthrie turned attention away from the movie and started asking her questions about Beyonce. <gasps> Oh, you done fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you done fucked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, she gonna be like, uh, and she probably hit her with, with, with like phrases to let her know she didn't want to go down that lane or she might have flat toed and she kept budging. So she's like, well, I don't have to do this. Like, I, I came to talk about my shit. Beyonce's not here. Yeah, man. I would have left too then. I definitely understood what she left in. Damn. And then you're trying to blame the fucking dressing room. Did actress Kelly Rowland storm out of the Today Show after she was asked questions about Beyonce? 
Initially, it was reported that Roland, a former member of Destiny's Child with Beyonce, was upset over a subpar dressing room. Now it's being reported it was questions from Savannah Guthrie about you-know-who that led to the drama. What do you think about your friend Beyonce? She's like your sister. You guys literally grew up together. She's stepping into country. So proud of her. I know, but were you surprised? And what do you think about it? I'm so proud of her. Yeah. So happy for her. Looks like Roland wants to change the subject and talk about her new Netflix movie. Right, because you're wasting her time. She's only had a limited amount of time on here with you, bitch. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. I'm promoting Tyler Perry shit, and you talk about fucking Beyonce, and she was nice enough to go, okay, we're good for her. Let's move on. That was her way of letting her know you're the one that's hosting this. This is probably not what she signed up for. You're not following the thing that, that put like this, and it's disrespectful because anybody else, you wouldn't ask them that. You'd have just stuck to your script. She's back a little later this morning. Guest hosting with Hoda. How fun is that? We will see. Some. Ah! <laughs> now we will see. Oh, man. Because you know they had planned for her to do that. She must have been in her mind like, not no. anymore, motherfucker. <laughs> I guess we'll see when I don't show up. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Immediately. As soon as she went back there, she was like, pack your shit up. We out of here. Say hearing this tease pushed her over the edge. We're going to chat about that. We're going to chat about her music career and what she thinks about Beyonce going country. Uh oh, she immediately. Oh, her face. Oh, oh man. Oh. oh, oh, they fucked up. Yeah, she, yeah, her face. Yeah, she, changed. she couldn't even hold a poker face. She was smiling, and she's like, "Beyond, come on, man!" Right. About Beyonce going country. Uh oh, she immediately scowled. Man, she even fine when she get mad. Then mouths the word no. I talked to my sources, and they said that actually Kelly was very upset with Savannah's line of questioning. She normally asks interviewers not to mention Beyonce. I was just gonna say it's probably this, her writer. This yes. feels like something where you had your people tell tell them. Of course, can y'all not bring up Beyonce? Because this is the thing: Kelly Rowland has her own career to manage. Yes, and Beyonce biggest person in the world doing well they're friends it seems everything's cool but how many fucking interviews am i supposed to make my shit about her shit if y'all couldn't book beyonce just say that you know what i mean don't make it the the kelly Rowland beyonce by proxy interview don't do yes, that and she probably had to put it in her rider because i guarantee right. you it she probably and, didn't initially have it in there and just got tired of the fucking question and beyonce is extremely like controlled and private with what she yes. wants out there it only takes one slip up and now you don't fuck something up for her because you were like oh well you know she's pregnant right now what oh you're breaking the news right now fuck you know what i mean like mm-hmm. oh i thought she had said that already so yeah i totally get it but yeah oh man yeah that face expression her saying no I, yeah, yeah yeah and it was like because i thought it sure is yeah well, they, glad we saw the mystery that right. it was never really about the dressing, dressing room because because that sounded weird and strange i was like well if it's about to, but i just even if it was about dressing room i understood that but yeah but this, that was but, such, but, a, but, such but, a cover story though yes but this right here is even more foul yeah because like you say i guarantee you everywhere she goes she's be like don't I, ask me no questions about also Beyonce. in low-key you whether whether you intend to or not the way it will be taken is Oh, well, she's a bitch. It's her fault. She wants a bigger rest. You're not bigger than J-Lo, Kelly Rowland. I'm sorry. Like, that's how some people are going to take it. And it makes her be the bad person in that situation. When that's not even the fucking problem. 
problem is y'all wouldn't i was happy i'll be fine with the dressing room i was in y'all motherfuckers don't know how to just stick to the goddamn interview script stick to the script and 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 before anybody like said well sometimes you gotta get off the script all i'm saying is this all the morning show shit is fake yes it's fake on purpose certain people they try that shit with certain people they don't so essentially it's a level of disrespect it's like oh y'all want to play in my face if j-lo told y'all not to ask her about ben affleck y'all wouldn't do it you sure wouldn't so let's just keep y'all thought ha 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 we don't gotta respect kelly Rowland. so i get it yeah and like you say you have a limited amount of time and i'm here to talk about my career and my shit yeah. not about beyonce get beyonce on here if you I want ask, to ask her i answer one question now i gotta answer another question because you peep how they asked her that question about the country shit and then they were like and hey, coming up in the next hour she's gonna talk about beyonce going to country music like no so now i'm here for the beyonce stuff what what are y'all doing right Robin Thicke and April Love, Gary, plan to wed in 2024. The most amazing man, woman a man could ask for, he says. Oh, That's right. Robin Thicke is back in the thick of it. He's found love again. So. That's so sweet. Yeah, he's going to stop knocking. Yes! Uh, and they're going gonna to be sure next time he touch on butts, ain't no mirror in the background or so the reflection of his hands. He's going to stop knocking on Paula Patton's door. Mm-hmm. Wedding, he's 46. He opened up about his wedding plans with his model fiance, April Love Geary. Uh, wedding plans are a priority. We're looking at 2024 and we're very excited, he told people. I'm happy for him. Um, he was at a Casino Royale party at the NMHC annual meeting, which was hosted by the Prado at Balboa uh, Park in San Diego. The couple got engaged on Christmas in 2018 and they have three children together. Daughters Mia Love, five, Lola Elaine, four, and son Luca Patrick. Thick also shares Ooh, a son. That was back to back to back, boy. <laughs> Thick also shares son Julian uh, Fuego with his ex wife Paula Patton. Uh, so, how old is his new wife? 29. And he's uh, 46. My relationship with April continues to grow beautifully as we've matured into three time parents together. Which means she's 29 and their oldest is four. I guess they were dating when she was 25 and he would have been uh, 41. So uh, she's the most amazing woman a man could ask for, he said. And of course, uh, you know, he, he he would know. Okay. He's asked for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so he would know. Oh, man. Um, and damn he got a type if she he don't does. look like paula Patton 2.0 they told you they god be, damn they be having a type man i gotta give it to the vanilla king all right he said i'm never going back never uh yeah hosers because i think he's from canada mm. uh last white people news and maybe my favorite white people news i saw this on twitter um so police were called on a willy wonka, willy wonka experience okay it was an event billed as an immersive celebration of chocolate it can't it was canceled at the children left in tears at the sparsely decorated warehouse so what you see on the left here i'll blow it up what you see on the left here is an ai representation of what was the ad for like come to our willy wonka chocolate factory experience for your children right on the right is the actual experience oh <gasps> Oh no! 
Somebody didn't have a budget, did did they? <laughs> and that bell looks sugar free, probably rubbery as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have demanded my money back too. You coming out happy? Your kids happy? Shit, you might be excited as a parent to, to walk in that bullshit. No, get my goddamn money back. It was so bad. They called the police. Yes, for they fraud. They called the police. Yeah, the white people was like, Emer- what's your number one emergency? They stole my money. My kids is crying. Bring your ass out here right now for us a riot. Do you know how bad it got to be for not just you to want your money back, but you to be like, police need to be involved in this transaction. <laughs> Cops need to put someone in handcuffs somebody, today. Somebody need to go to jail because my babies is crying. Oh my God. That's man. hilarious. It looks, and it's so dystopian. It's so terrible looking. Um, Who thought they could get away with this? Like, look look at this, man. This is like the nightmare version of the Willy Walker Chackle Factory, which was already a nightmare version where kids died and shit. Um, but like this, oh my God. It's so, they really thought they was going to steal people's money with this bullshit? It's just a warehouse. There's a, like an air conditioner hanging off the. There's nothing whimsical about this at all. Look, look at look at look at this one. Hold on. Oh my god. Look at look at this one. They, they, oh no! They, they, they hung they, up a poster. They didn't. Even, it doesn't even cover even uh the whole wall. It's just like a little. Oh, it looked like a bed sheet you stuck on the wall. You taped to the wall. Oh, them kids crying. Yeah, the police is going to have to be involved. The chat, I'm about to put hands on them people. Yeah, there's nothing immersive about this at they all. Was like, not, they were like, not, yes, come here before I whoop somebody's ass. This is <gasps> an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> oh, the Oompa Loompa don't even look happy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the Oompa Loompa look, look like she would cut everybody in that bitch. And she... All they did was put a, a green wig on a bartender. Yeah. And, and, and put smoke behind them. And, and, and like, like they just got off their smoke break. And a and like a science beaker next to her and was like, there you go, Oopa Loopas. And uh, hand out these uh, Tootsie Rolls. There you go. Oh, my God, they man. They really thought they was going to get away with this. Oh, my God. These motherfuckers was wilding. That is fucking hilarious. Oh, this is so good. Oh, man. Look how far. The floor is still concrete in here. <gasps> like, oh, this is like something that, like, people that work there was, like, as a side hustle this weekend. What if we, what if we do this bullshit? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, they did. Wait, that's a, that's a child. Uh, that is not a grown ass man. This is a child right here. As an oompa loompa, they, <gasps> they couldn't get kid. they couldn't get a, a, a little person, so they that's a fucking kid. Oh no! Come on, man! Come on, man! Oh no! <laughs> and they put a green wig on that baby. Oh man! Oh man! This is oh this is horrible. Oh no! <laughs> Yeah, I can see why the cops had to get involved. Cause Chad, about them, them parents about to tear that place up. Oh my God, man! Oh my God! Ooh. Ah, the ghetto! Oompa <laughs> Loompa giving two thumbs down. Right, Parker, do your ghetto antics know no bounds? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> they are lucky, man. They lucky nobody got shot. Right? Playing with people, kids but like that. Does it tell you how much the the tickets cost an article? Um. 35 pounds, euros or pounds or whatever. What? Yeah. 
I don't know what that. How much? I don't know what that is in American dollars, but whatever it is, it's too much. Yeah, let's see. How much is thirty five pounds in U.S. dollars? Forty four dollars. Forty four dollars. Forty four dollars for that. Forty four dollars. The event, the event organizer, the House of Illuminati, charged up to thirty-five pounds for tickets. Promised an immersive experience based on the Warner Brothers film Wonka, which stars Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! Oh no! Oh my God! They promised giant mushroom candy canes and chocolate fountains, along with special audio and visual effects, all narrated by dancing Oompa Loompas, the tiny orange man who powered the chocolate factory. Mm-mm. False advertisement. Oh, man. Oh. You disappointed everybody. Them people showed up. And I'm like you, baby. It's bad when they was like, give me my And you know what they said? Give me my money right now. They, they, it wasn't one of them things where they was like, I'll take your refund. They was like, no, I want my money right this motherfucking a, now. The fact that they said it's not a letdown. It's a theft. Yes, it is. I, I want my money. Them. I want my money back. After, after an immediate and angry response from early arrivals who demanded their money back, Organizers called a halt to the event only hours after opening, but failed to inform, inform later attenders, some of oh. whom had traveled substantial distances and are now demanding their train costs to be refunded too. R- yep, because you didn't tell them in enough time. Yeah. Right. You tell we the day of you canceling the event as it proceeds along. So yeah, you cover my costs. A Facebook group has been set up by furious families who describe their children crying with disappointment at the event, which was scheduled to run on Saturday and Sunday, lambasted the event as a farce and the organizers as cowboys. That must be a... Oh, that must be insulting. That must be an insult in Scotland. Must be cowboys. Like, these fucking cowboys, boy. Oh, man. So, yep, you hate to see it. The Oompa Loompa took me over. Paul, Paul Connell, an actor who had been hired by the company to perform at the event, told STV News of his shock when he arrived at the warehouse and realized that the rubric he had been given was impossible to fulfill because none of the promised props or special effects were there. My heart sank looking around. I just felt sad because I was aware how many kids are going to be coming through. We were told to hand the kids a couple of jelly beans and a quarter cup of lemonade at the end. Connell said that when he asked the organizers what he should do with the script, he was told to improvise. <laughs> oh, no. Oopa loopa gobbledygoo. <laughs> there is nothing waiting on you. <laughs> That's how that shit went. I Oop. am so sorry you traveled this way. <laughs> We have no candy. We cannot play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Uh, unfortunately, last minute, we were let down in many areas of our event and tried our best to continue on to push through. Nigga, no. You, this was never going to work, and you knew it. Yeah, you probably took, you didn't budget right. A. It's or, a ripoff. They knew it wasn't going to. That, right. Karen, I the, saw, we both saw the AI flyer that they put out there mm-hmm. they knew they couldn't do that right that that's what that's what you that's what you get when you when you go in chat gpt and put a whimsical lollipop land yeah fuck out of here dog you can't trick me Mm-mm. all right uh let's go to the last thing of course which is sword ratchetness and we'll be back tomorrow uh show note for premium fans no balls deep this week 
Hornets game and then nerd off on Friday. So mm-hmm. sorry. Sword ratchet this time. Here we go. And I got an article this time, so we can just play it. Okay. What was she th- thinking after a teacher brought swords to school to have students fight one another in the yeah. classroom? The screen is black. And it was caught. The screen is black? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Do, do I need to refresh? What the fuck? Y'all, I, I can see it on my end. Uh, refresh, baby, because I think you're frozen. Oh. All right. Damn it. Trying to do something good to end the show, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, let's see if this will work. Because <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, his. Fa- I, I hear you, but I'm looking at the screen going, you ain't moving. Yeah, you hear me because I'm here with you. Right. Um. All right, do you see me on screen now? No? Mm-mm, it's black. What is happening? You gotta, um, you, you're black squaring it. All right, I'm going to close it and come out completely. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everybody. And people listening later, you just got to listen to this. Somebody said the screen is inner city. <laughs> That's hilarious. I went out to buy some Trump shoes. <laughs> and even impeachment fives. Mm-hmm. Uh, still nothing. Still nothing. Okay, I'll try another browser, mm-hmm. and this is the last thing. I don't, I don't know what else I can do other than to restart the whole fucking thing. Uh, let me get out of this one. Okay. See if this will work. Oh boy! <laughs> now the sound's gonna be lower because it's fucking Chrome. Uh, uh, oh, that's why you don't like to use that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. You still don't see me? I see you now. Okay. All right. We're gonna give this a shot, everybody. Now I gotta go back yeah, to you... Firefox, find the article again. Yeah, you're moving around and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if we can share it. Oh boy. Um, all right, let's see if this works. Um, now, um, I see it now. Okay, all right, well, now we gotta wait through an ad, probably. <laughs> Advertisement, yep. We're gonna talk about a few minutes, a few seconds of your time about some bullshit that nobody wants. Yes, right before you do every article, this is what we do, and we're gonna make you sit here and look at it for the next 45 seconds until. You have to press the skip uh, button. The blackguywhotips.com slash premium. Become a premium listener. Get behind the paywall. Listen to our sports podcast, our movie podcast, our video, our nerd video game, comic book podcast, all of that stuff. Uh, just our kicking it podcast with Justin where we catch up on our week and talk about random topics. Pre-game. <clears throat> just uh, make sure you guys go behind the paywall and do all that stuff. What was she thinking? After a teacher brought swords to school to have students fight one another in the classroom, and it was caught on camera. Now, one family is suing. News 13's Annalisa Pardo has details. Instead of hearing a teacher's lesson in a Volcano Vista chemistry class, on May 2nd of 2022, attorneys say you would have heard this. Swords clinking as students take each other on in a makeshift classroom arena, all at the instruction of their teacher. It was just total shock. What's not as shocking is what happened next when a student got a deep cut and had to go to the emergency room. Not only did this teacher and APS not protect this child, but actively 
put her in harm's way, actively created this danger and put deadly weapons right into these students' hands. And exactly what could reasonably be anticipated is what happened. Jessica Hernandez is one of the attorneys representing that student's grandparents who are now suing the district and the teacher they say is responsible. According to the lawsuit, the teacher told the students she had a surprise that day and brought out two swords. The suit says she put on a timer, had them clear away the desks, and ordered them to take turns fighting each other, which attorneys say is captured on this cell phone video taken by the victim right before she was selected to fight. Those are real swords, guys. Right, they're not wooden. And on top of that, they're not in a sword fighting class where you act, they show them stances, they go through the steps. You you deal with wooden swords for fucking ever before you progress to, this is not fencing. The fuck is this? There's no training she's giving them, no instruction. Right, they're just swinging also, at each other. this is what happens when you ban books and get rid of the lessons because now teachers got to make it up. They don't have enough time. They don't know what to teach you. They're like, oh, can't you talk about Rosa Parks? So uh, here's some swords. Do something with that. You can see students laughing and fighting with swords while the teacher, seen here in the gray shirt, looks on. We don't. Why they blur her out? You know she white. Don't know what was going through her mind. We have no idea what would cause a teacher to think this was a good idea. According to an incident report, the assistant principal claimed the teacher had brought the swords to discuss the science of metal and melding, but answered no when asked if the injury violated school rules. The assistant principal is... Now, how does it... How does getting stabbed with a sword in a classroom not about swords not violate school rules? I... Can you bring a gun? Like, what What would violate school rules then? If they want to teach each other about duels, can they be like, all right, 10 paces, motherfuckers. Uh, this will be learning today. Mm-mm. Also named in the lawsuit. The incident report that he filled out really seems like it's trying to deflect responsibility away from the district to sweep this under the rug rather than doing a thorough investigation to find out exactly why and how one of their students had been so seriously hurt. The cut severing nerves and requiring the student to get surgery. Her attorney says she has lasting, permanent damage. Job prospects are now off the table for her. She'll never be able to use her dominant hand the way that she used to. Hoping the lawsuit brings accountability to the district and teacher involved. This is the school district's most important charge, right? Protect our kids. And that did not happen here. That's a school lesson for your ass because... School is where you're supposed to learn about stuff like accountability and integrity and seeing how they do you when they fuck up. It, it, that, that's the real lesson in life. Don't trust nobody, kids. Annalise Sapardo, KRQE, News 13. APS says the teacher named in that lawsuit was hired as a special education teacher in 2021 and was fired from the district in July of 2022, shortly after this incident. No coincidence, I don't yeah. believe. Oh, but they was teaching a chemistry class, right. but, they, but they was hired as a PE teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, uh, they said a special education. I mean, special education mm-hmm. teacher, but yet you, you have- I mean, that's some special education for your ass. Oh, yes, that is. I'm teaching about getting cut with a sword. All right, y'all. That's it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back <laughs> tomorrow. Until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. <laughs>